Yuck Mala! Yuck Mala! Welcome back, my friends, to the Cult Film Showdown. I am your host, 8th Dan Stanadu, and I am super happy to be with you, and I am quite pleased to be joined by my good friends, and I have James Cotta. I am thrilled to be back here for, if you can believe it, season 15. 15, you say? That's amazing. That's that's absolutely incredible. Wow. 15 long years. 15 long years, that's right. Well, well, Jack, Jack Hall, what do you think of this? Sup? I can't believe I'm, I'm, I, I thought I was younger than that, honestly. Yeah, you don't talk like it, though. So it's, so it's the, you know, there's trade-offs. But, yeah, uh, I, I would have said much, much older. So. <laughs> <laughs> and Nick Boxer, how old are you? I am ancient and decrepit, but much like my favorite movie of all time. Um, I, you know what? Let's let's just talk about Panther Squad. I don't want to compare this to other stuff. So I have to know what your favorite movie of all time is now. Oh, is it Titanic? No, I think you know. It stars the mullet. Mm. And we just watched it. And we just watched it. That's true. That's true. Well, yes. this movie is not that movie. That's for sure. No, no, um, no, no, no. But is, is yeah, but well, that would, it'd be weird if it was. It? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seems to me we would be making poor movie going choices. Why would, why would we be made, Why would we do two separate episodes? <laughs> yeah, but there is. This movie does also have uh, motorcycle riding and leather. That's right, and a confusing storyline. <laughs> so, so, so really, it doesn't matter. But uh, hey, so, I know I know a way to uh, to clear that up though to get somebody to explain it to us. Well, of course, but I have a theory of what to do. First, we should yeah. we should tell people that we're talking about the magnificence of Sybil Danning, and just how sometimes, you know, sometimes some performer comes out and and they're they're blessed with such talents that uh, that we feel like we need to see more of those talents, you know, ideally, and um, and so Sybil Danning came up as a and, and so this season is called Sibilance, all Sibylance. Yeah, she had stuff coming up all the time. I don't know why we're only getting into it now. <laughs> and and so I look forward to speaking of Sybil Danning and her and her charms and her and her talent, you know, a lot this season. But for now, I look forward to Nick telling us all about Panther Squad, our first movie in this season. Oh yes, well. Panther Squad from 1984 is a movie we watched. Um, the <laughs> plot revolves around the new organization, uh, organization of nations, a stand-in, obviously, for the United Nations. And we know it's called abbreviated noon because they both spell out noon and uh, tell us what the abbreviation bre- bre- is three times in the first minute and a half of this film. <laughs> Well, Noon is launching the Space Jeep. For some reason, it's supposed to be good to have things in space. But a terrorist organization, organization called Space Clean does not like this. This is an environmental group. But they don't want us polluting space. So they somehow hijack the navigational signal of the space uh, jeep and kidnap the female backup pilot, the only other person that can uh, fly the second 
space jeep up to go up and save the first space jeep. If that made no sense, doesn't matter because this movie, this movie that that's the first five minutes they sort of give it to you and then completely forget about anything I just said. All you have to know: woman is kidnapped, and this organization calls in Sybil Danning and her Panther Squad to go save this pilot. Um, and they do so with great aplomb. They uh, they use all their spandex pants and oddly placed belts to infiltrate <laughs> an island that I never quite figured out how they knew that the pilot was on this island, but they seemed to know. Um, they had help from new, a, new, a noon drunken agent. And these these women with probably the most ill-conceived plan to find this kidnapped person ever of, you know, getting captured and just sort of waiting until they meet up with the pilot. I have no idea. And, you know, civil landing is looking good. And in the end, after I forgot completely that this was a space type movie, she pulls out a laser gun with no prompting whatsoever. <laughs> and it ends the movie dead right there. The world is saved with one laser shot. That's actually pretty, that, that is nice to have you explain it to me because this is one of those movies that, that, um, sure they actually probably do a good job of explaining the plot to you, but they're so, it's so boring in doing so that I space out and don't know what's going on when I come back to it. Cause this is one of those movies that is like the action sequences. I could watch those all day. These so-called action sequences, you know, I could do that with air quotes, right? The action sequences, any, any fight or any sort of action sequence in this has my attention. I'm just enraptured. I'm just like, this is amazing. And everything in between those, which is about 60 of the 73 minute runtime or whatever it is, is like just boring, like incredibly boring. I'm I'm glad I got the summary from Nick because I don't think I gathered like, a goodly <laughs> chunk of that from the film itself. Uh, I think I think uh, yeah the action scenes are fun. Uh, I think there's it's such a mishmash. Like I'd love to know, get more. Uh, were you able to find any behind the scenes stuff on Dude, this movie? There's so little on this movie. It doesn't have a Wikipedia entry. Uh, <laughs> there's amazing. very little. The, the, all the trivia I could find is Sybil Danning kept the uh, leather outfit after the movie. She <laughs> yeah, wears. I, I actually that's, think I've seen it in other movies. That's awesome. Probably. Because there's there's parts of this where it feels where like just some of the weird editing and and there's a there's a woman who keeps appearing and disappearing throughout the oh, film. Do, do, do you mean the drunk guy's bodyguard who's awesome and should have been part of the Panther Squad? The the blonde yeah the blonde like the cigar smoking woman. bodyguard yeah she was yeah awesome. she just but she, yeah she you're right she does disappear I think I actually had a theory that she was she just slept in the back seat as uh, <laughs> as our little drunken agent was driving around behind the action but well because there's a there's a point at which there's a there's a bar fight that Sybil Danning's in and. Uh, and then it cuts to the to that bodyguard woman who gets who's also fighting, 
but she's not in any of the scenes with simple tanning <laughs> like she she's not in a single shot with simple tanning she's just like it's like they pulled it out of a different film uh so I, I I love the uh, the the weirdness of some of the some of the way that this film is constructed. Uh, it just makes no damn sense the, at times. The, the, there are bigger problems. Like, <laughs> why does none of the Panther Squad take guns with them ever? They have no problem uh, using they, them. They don't need guns, man. I mean, they just all they need to do all is basically is slap somebody, and the that person is down and out. You know, I mean, we. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, I remember enough of the China salesman to to see like every fight took forty two minutes of that movie because it's just like, well, no, one hit, you're not knocking anybody out in that movie. In Panther Squad, a couple of a uh, couple of nice, well timed blows, and uh, and those guys are down and out for the count. That's right. Yeah, like everybody, like I say, the the women are. There's a lot of good looking women in the Panther Squad. Most of them fighting while wearing bikinis for no reason, yeah. uh, which was fantastic. That uh, no, they almost made up. There was a reason. Oh well, the, yeah, there was a reason because we want to see hot chicks in bikinis. No, yeah. no, the, the the reason that was actually stated in the movie is that well, like you know, why why should we worry about women well the women you know will keep them happy to keep the men happy yeah 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 i know but we all know that that's an excuse to put hot chicks in bikinis well sure uh, yes so of course <laughs> but i, I mean, actually had a big problem with why were they all wearing leather studded belts in odd places like as headbands and stuff because that's the 80s it's the 80s, yeah, that was the side <laughs> yeah but i mean you can get away with that once but five women all wearing these these things looked kind of strange because they're all obviously bought at the same place. I just assumed that Sybil Danning <laughs> actually dressed them all as well as, you know, did everything. Because okay. this really seemed like it, it's an odd thing because, I mean, she produced the movie. And so it, it feels like it feels like a star vehicle for her that she really only cared about 20% of because the rest of it is kind of like is really haphazard and seems slapped together but some of those moments like when she comes out looking good she comes out looking good it does look good no question about that and that's the, the one thing though I mean but is she the new record holder for the person who looks least like they can actually fight fighting in a movie <laughs> like <laughs> Well, like, it might be yeah. somebody from the Panther Squad for sure. Like, there's no <laughs> doubt. A lot of them didn't look like they could ever. There was like one who looked like they, she was athletic enough to actually be able to kick ass. But Civil Danning, I mean, that bar fight scene, that was the best, man. I watched that like four times. Because <laughs> I, I, I don't know. And then the fight on the boat with the two chicks in the bikini, that was great too. Those are my two favorite fights. But because. Like the the actual like the the choreography the fight choreography is so terrible. I I hope you used air quotes when you said choreography as well. <laughs> I believed she could fight more than I ever believed she could ride a motorcycle. <laughs> even even the character that she played couldn't ride a motorcycle very well. Obviously. <laughs> I thought the dude who oh. stunt double for her was great at that. <laughs> at least he was I'm the right to, color. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out why this movie's rated R, though. I guess you only had PG and R back then, but I mean, like, <laughs> other than no, I, I, I went searching. No I, find, like, I, I assumed there was a cut with nudity, and I went searching 
could not find it. Nope, does not exist. There's no nudity in this film. There's very little profanity, if any. Uh, there's like the violence is not that violent. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, people I, get shot in the head, and there's no bullet wound. They just sort of fall over. Just fall over. Yeah. The thing, yeah. the thing I felt like about this movie is that this this movie is is one that succeeds despite itself because it's completely terrible it's com- it completely has no good story there is no nudity the action sequences are quite um terribly amusing but at the same time the whole thing is so haphazard that you're kind of like it's kind of like watching a train wreck but m- that it makes you laugh yeah and no time do you like I, I i had to check the 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 time on it a couple times and each time it's like oh okay well you know, I only have like 25 minutes left. I'm almost done. It, this is flying by, but at the same time, it's not, it's not a good movie, but I was enjoying myself. 73 minutes is a, is a thing of beauty, especially when we had to do China Salesman, which was 73 hours last season. So it's a nice, it's a nice comeback. 73 minutes was a, yeah, I, I, I love that part of it. Yeah, like I, I say, I mean, I, everything, everything outside, and 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 tell you the truth, they went. You you would get those action sequences spaced in enough that even though I, the other parts were so boring, like you never, never did I would like want to leave the film or anything. You know, as boring as those were, because because an action sequence that would make me just shake my head and laugh was right around the corner all the time. I just love the fact that there's so much stock footage used in certain parts of the movie. Yeah, you know, but they was... obviously didn't have too much stock footage because what what they went out of their way to make like space in this movie. Oh yeah, so it's like, a science fiction movie. What, that, why the that hell definitely worth do we have space deep in there at all? Other than they had this footage. <laughs> speaking of yeah, speaking of space, uh, like they show us the rocket a couple of times. Uh, that's going to take this ship into space. And then they show us the, the space <laughs> the jeep, as you call yes. it. And the, the ship has absolutely no relationship <laughs> to how a rocket looks. <laughs> no. The, like, the ship... like unless, unless you're just like the scale of the rocket is like a uh, half mile wide. Like, you know, it's just I haven't I don't have enough reference material for, <laughs> to know that, that that entire ship is inside the capsule. Um, uh, so I suppose there's that. What got me was that the fact that this is a science fiction movie and they have these spaceships and, and, and jeeps and all this great technology. And yet every vehicle in this movie looks like it, by 1984, they were already 20 or 30 years old and broken <laughs> down and just – I'm not sure what country this was filmed in. Like Spain. Spain. Well, obviously there were some in Spain, but it also looked like some in Germany. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it was all, maybe it was all Spain, but, it, but uh, IMDb says Brussels in Spain, so. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. But um, I gotta tell you, man, it's like the vehicles and stuff like that. If you can afford a spaceship, you should be able to afford a vehicle without rust in it for a movie. I don't know. Let's just say. <laughs> I just thought it was very amusing that that they decided to hand all the speaking roles to people who couldn't speak English terribly well. Well. <laughs> Including Sybil Danning? <laughs> Sybil, <laughs> Sybil being the uh, the the exception. <laughs> I think she was the only naturally English. Spe- I don't think they had any other choice. I mean, they obviously cast people that are local, and I think she was the only one who could really speak English in the whole movie. Well, I guess the 
the Trump dude. <laughs> yeah, he just did his best to slur all his words. <laughs> yeah, well, he was the comic relief of the movie. Well, it was I so... I say that with air quotes as well. Yeah, I mean, it's so funny because, because like, this movie is attempting to, you know, kind of be the James Bond set where it's just like, you know, Sybil Danning and, and her team are acting as the James Bond and like, you know, we've got the big the big clean space terrorist organization that's going to do something ridiculous for no good reason. And then of course, you know, you've got your laser gun. But it's just like it's it's like they have that as part of the story, but then they forget about that for huge chunks of the movie that that's <laughs> what they were intending and mosey along their merry way with with the rest of the story that we're all kind of like hmm, interesting what what well, made you choose that what yeah <laughs> you know what let's go to scoring <laughs> well, hey, anybody object oh wait what did you learn from this movie what did this film teach you uh, I learned in a movie, if you're going to have a laser gun that looks like a hairdryer, don't keep it in a hairdryer case. It confuses audience. <laughs> yes. Good point. Good point. Don't forget they had a hairdryer that set things that, that set people on fire, too. Mm. I, I learned that if you're uh, if you want to keep space free from uh, from littering, you have to fight for it. That's yeah, I know it is. I did appreciate the fact that. Their, their logic was, we let you pollute the earth. We're not going to let you pollute space. Because, really, there's almost no room in space. <laughs> Easy to... <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I mean, let's, let's putting aside that it's literally called space. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know what I learned? What I learned is that is that you know any member of the Panther Squad can truly kick any man's ass in a matter of a Basically, a kick to the balls, and then, uh, and then an elbow to the to the back of the neck. And she doesn't even person. need to show her boobs. That's right. You think <laughs> that, that one person, just one person in this terrorist squad, would have had some combat training. Just one person once. If, if I one. learned that uh, the best shield against bullets being shot at you is not to take cover, but to have big breasts that just clearly cause bullets to bounce off you. <laughs> I just think that they they it wasn't that they bounced off of her. I think it was more that they were so taken by the sight of her breasts that they couldn't <laughs> aim straight. Hey, I am pretty sure I saw a couple of them duck. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I think that a couple of them. Well, I mean, not all of them were are as uh, you know talented as Sybil Danning. No, no, not in that way. <laughs> Not as talented as a Sybil Danning. <laughs> there's, a, there's a sentence you don't hear often. All right. Now let's go to scoring. All right. All right. Scoring already. All right. Uh, in our search for the ultimate B-movie, we rate each film in five categories. None of those categories is objective quality. The first one is called Schlock Appeal. And as always, we start with Stan. Well, see, it's interesting that you say scoring already, but I think in the case of a movie like this, where it actually makes no real sense, and and I think it was the same thing with Stone Cold. You know, so much happens that's kind of just like, bleh, you know, just spit out on screen that it's just like, it's really hard to talk about one thing. So it's best we do that in scoring. 
Um, this is the movie that made me want to do a season on Sybil Danning because I watched about 15 minutes of it and it was so completely ridiculous. The storyline was so over the top, like clean space taking over the space jeep and, you know, Sybil Danning and the Panther Squad. All of that stuff seemed so ridiculous that I really wanted to get this on the show. I don't know overall how it will score, but I know that I enjoyed it a great deal, so I'm going to give it an 8. Oh, no, I'm going higher. This is Panther Squad. This is this is Fox Force 5, but in real life in a movie. Um, <laughs> I loved it. Made Just as much sense as the movie. they weren't talented and, you know, it's barely watchable, shouldn't affect its lockability score, so 9. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm going lower. I have I say one third of the movie is action, and two thirds is not action, and all the non action did didn't work for me. But the action was schlocky as hell. The action sequences are a good nine or ten, but the rest of the movie drags it down to a six on my end. I think it's called Panther Squad. Uh, <laughs> I, I I think it has poor, poorly formed characters who uh, are played by actresses wearing bikinis through the entire thing. So eight for me. That's, that is a good point. And <laughs> Panther, the name of the Civil Danny's character, I didn't get that. I think she's Il- Ilona or the Panther. Yes. Or the Panther. She calls herself, yeah, she says she's the Panther. Yeah. Some some people call me the Panther. I think it's something like that. <laughs> That's what Fox you said. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some people call her the Panther. Uh, other people call her just Panther. <laughs> Mrs. Panther. Some people call her the Space Cowboy. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Some people call her Maurice. Uh, right, <laughs> or the Caster of Love. Yeah. More heart than budget, and we couldn't find any information on this movie. No, we couldn't, including the budget. It can't have been much. <laughs> Whatever they had in the cushions, I think. Yeah. There's no doubt. I mean, like, when you talk about everything that they – didn't bother spending money on. I mean, uh, they obviously, I think they spent the most money on that leather outfit that Sybil Danning <laughs> decided to take with her um, because that was uh, that was the best thing about it. It's really hard because I feel like I want to give this a higher score because, because of my enjoyment. But at the same time, uh, they really didn't do that much, even with 12 cents, so I'm going to have to give it a 5. I believe these actors and actresses were not in an active hostage situation making this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I believe they were all there of their own volition. And I believe that there was absolutely no budget. There was just some stock footage. So I'm going with a five as well. Um, really middle of the road. Uh, they didn't have anything and they didn't do much with it. So five. I don't know. I think I think for a movie that clearly had no money, they tried to do action sequences. They just didn't have the money. And, you know, they tried to do a special effect shot at the end there. They just they did it as cheap as possible because they had no money or skill to do any of it. I I, I think it's a seven for me. Yeah, I also think that uh, I I think they stretched what they had. Um, as I yeah, said, yeah, including I think, that I, outfit. I, <laughs> they they definitely uh, economized on the material. 
uh, to make that outfit. They did not use a, a square inch more than they were legally required to. <laughs> uh, and, <laughs> and as I said, like it, there's a couple of spots where I'm pretty sure they use footage from something else, probably some failed movie that they tried to put together. Uh, so seven for me as well. Uh, what the fuck moments? Well, you know, you talk about you talk about where they they didn't spring for things, and one of the areas that they did not spring for things was in sound effects, because in the <laughs> opening there is numerous times where they are firing off guns and there is absolutely no sound. So you think to yourself, oh, okay, it's just the amazing theme song from Steve Stone. She's tough and tender, and you think that that's all. And then there'll be one random gunshot that that kind of times out to one of the <laughs> six shots that they're firing, and uh, and so and that actually kind of continued as a theme throughout the entire movie, where it was just kind of like there shouldn't be a sound effect here, but they, but you know they just did not bother putting those in. Um, you know there there's. There's so much. I mean, every single action sequence deserves to be in the WTF. There's no doubt about it. Because, And when you talk about that bar scene, it's WTF out the wazoo because there's things happening that really are just completely, well, like you say, look like they belong in a different movie. So, I mean, I, I do love those as well. Right near the end, there's this point where, of course, we've, we figured out that it's on this island and there's the general who's having a, a party and explaining how he's going to take over the universe because he partnered with the terrorist organization clean space and how because he controlled the space jeep this was going to give him control of the universe and he would eventually take over the world and then they show this the shot outside of his army, which I would say is an army of mm, dozens, perhaps. You know, it was... <laughs> hey, they spaced them out pretty good. Oh, for the area they had. Oh, they yeah, tried. for sure, they for sure. They didn't have enough soldiers, but you know, they, they tried <laughs> to get coverage. <laughs> yeah, it, it's an interesting case. You know, like I'm not completely sure he was how he was going to manage to take over the world because I'm not sure that the space jeep was weaponized in the first place. But that's okay. Not up to me to decide these things. Um, then afterwards, no, I, I can tell you uh, the the thing they took to uh, uh, to to do the navigation thing to trap the space jeep in space. If they could, when they have complete control of the space jeeps, they could broadcast that down and somehow blow up all the nuclear power plants. Oh, right, right, right. He explained that in great detail. <laughs> Not in, like, real English, but... He did, he did a lot of yelling, I'll give him that. I also liked when we returned to that party and and uh, they they'd come back at one point and there's this one extraordinarily drunk woman who's just yelling and like tossing her glass around and stuff like that and I was just like why what that seems so random and out of place that just her just her well, being they, drunk they they all got very they were all trying to act drunk and they got drunk very quickly too because that seems like five minutes long from 
Well, they're all such incredible. Every everybody outside of the Panther Squad in this movie is such an incredible cartoon caricature. <laughs> yes, that you know none of it. That's that's what I was thinking. Looking at it, like, oh, if this is a cartoon, this is exactly what people would be doing right now. And uh, yeah, that made sense to me. And then, of course, finally, we have the the super destructo ray that uh, that nobody has talked about leading up to this point. But right now, we need a way to get out of this movie fast. So she pulls out the super destructo ray, eliminates all the people in the jeep, and alas, we are able to go home. So uh, I, I think you're underselling uh, eliminates pe- the people in the jeep. She uh, she she shoots the laser. Ray and uh, they they glow and then they completely vanish. Yeah, like all of them, like every <laughs> particle. What I'm wondering is, is right before she takes it out, you get the voiceover that was apparently said when she was given it. Um, only use this as the last resort. I'm like, why? Why not use it all the time? <laughs> There's there is both no reason why you only use it as a last resort and no reason why they use it at the time they do. <laughs> yes, that's, that's a twofer. <laughs> was it a one shot kind of thing? Was it was it like you know like an Omega Cop kind of gun where you could use it I, one I, time and have to have throw it away? To think about this. I was concentrating on her blowing on the gun. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, let's just get she's cool. There's no bullets coming out. It's not. We don't see. It's not hot. It doesn't look like it is. Oh man, it looks like it shoots water. So yeah, but uh, yeah, and and again, nothing even blows up, which is the best part. So they didn't even have the budget to make the jeep blow up. Well, probably because it was. It's probably the director's jeep. Is there a single? I'm trying to think back. I don't think there was a single an action movie in the 80s without a single explosion. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, no, I think this is this is uh, chewed all of the typical action movie tropes, and just gone with um, you know low budget nothing. So so for that reason alone, I will give this an eight. Oh. yeah, no, that the WTFs in this movie are insane. You mentioned the sound effects, but I had the opposite problem. There are a couple scenes in here that all the dialogues is drowned out by crickets. <laughs> It's not the best recorded audio, that's for sure. No, it, it certainly is not. No, I, I don't think not those were real crickets. I think those were after made-up studio crickets, but okay. <laughs> well, obviously, I thought it was just better to get some crickets into the studio to do voiceover <laughs> afterwards than the actual actors. ADR crickets? Sweet. Yeah, ADR <laughs> crickets. Um, yeah, no, the, 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 the plot made no sense whatsoever. The the fact they explained the acronym noon three times in the first two minutes of this movie <laughs> blew me the freaking away. Um, having a sci-fi elements in there for no apparent reason. I mean, this movie would have been much more solid if it was just, you know, girl gets kidnapped. Panther squad is on it. Um, the fact that they deceive, they keep leaving the guns in the car for no apparent reason. Um, the 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 fact that nobody needs seems to need to wear camouflage. No, you know, <laughs> a low cut halter top is the perfect action wear for this type of operation. Um, it's not like they didn't have time to change. Um, yeah, the fact that they're trying to protect keep space clean—that's the bad guy's <laughs> motivation. <laughs> what the hell? Uh, 
Well, no, but it's, it's the worst part. It's the terrorist organization's thing. But the general who has partnered with the terrorist organization, I mean, the terrorist organization, Clean Space, is like, you know, we actually don't want to take over the world. We So we're kind of out. I got to say, we're out, you know. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> like, wow, you've just added a whole nother layer of complexity to this movie at, you know, the 65-minute mark that we actually didn't need. <laughs> Did you score it, Nick? Yeah, eight. Yeah. Are you done? Yeah. I'm, I'm sure there's stuff I'm missing, but we got two more people here. I'll leave it to you. Okay. All right. I mean, for me, the music in this film is all over the place. Mm. Like, it, the music very rarely matches the actual action that's going on. Um you know, it, it could be, it could be some, you have like science fiction sounded music sometimes when it doesn't fit, but you don't have science fiction movie music happening when it would. Like, it's just all over the place. Um, my favorite, we've mentioned a whole bunch of the WTFs already, but I'm going to mention my favorite. Okay. My single favorite WTF in this whole thing. Okay. So there's a point where the bad guys get away in a car. And the Panther Squad is chasing after them. They, they get away in the car. And then, coincidentally, the drunk dude that we mentioned that's like their liaison pulls up in a car. So their choice, when they have a car there where the other guys have gotten away <laughs> in a car, is for them all to turn <laughs> and start running down the street. Ignoring the car. No. Trying to catch a no, car. No, no, no. They, they ran towards their, their vehicle. They wouldn't all fit in the little car. Ah, oh, come on. No, if they come totally on. did. No, no, it was edited weird. I, I got briefly okay. confused there, too. But so did okay, I. So they're yeah. running towards their car. You'd think at least two of them would jump in this one because it's right there, right then. Because that's when Sybil gets on the motorcycle coming they up. They didn't want to support drunk driving. Oh, my. They could have drove. That's another thing in this movie, by the way. <laughs> if if Sybil Denny's there, she's driving. There's a point where she gets picked up in the Jeep chasing these people. They stop to pick her up after the motorcycle. The person bothers to get out of the car and let her get in and drive. Well, she well, is weird. the leader of the Panther Squad. But, yes, that that was very strange. But that was – and, and that was after she proved that she can't drive a motorcycle. So. <laughs> Yes, I know, but she drives. Uh, I, I don't know. I, actually, did the bad guy shoot the bat, the the motorcycle? Why did she crash? I never quite understood that. I think they shot at it. I'm not completely sure. I, I don't think they hit it, but I think it was enough. I thought to, they hit her, but she just popped up just fine. Yeah, so. I, I think I think it was just enough to kind of knock her, you know, and off balance. And I've watched balance. enough movies to know when motorcycles get shot, they explode. Well, it's true. This film is the opposite of <laughs> so many of the films we've watched, where anything, a pebble will hit a windshield and it cause it to something to explode. Like, this is the opposite end. Uh, I, you know, they could have shot this thing with, like, a, a rocket launcher and nothing would explode. But, yeah, no, it's uh, – there's also the scene where the, the, the lead villain, he's kind of the dictator or whatever type lead of the terrorist group, just – him, he's at like a, a window or whatever and giving a little speech and he's just all maniacal and it's just like so over the top awesome. Um, I, I think this, this has some strong WTFs. So I'll give you a seven. 
Uh, I think seven is a respectable score. Uh, I just want to clarify what uh, what Jack said there. Uh, I also had that same moment of why are they just running down the road? Uh, that is not when Sybil Danning gets on the motorcycle. Okay, uh, okay. They, they are separated by about 10 minutes. It's two different times that they have to get in cars and drive after bad guys <laughs> that are about 10 minutes apart, which is actually worse. <laughs> um, but it, it's that, this, it's that, that they start speaks they, to the whole thing where I say it's boring in between anything that's action. <laughs> we just face out. Uh, Nick Nick nailed it though. Is that what's missing is there is not there isn't the small the short shot of them arriving at their vehicle, so it goes from them running on the road to them stopped in the jeep like three minutes later. <laughs> they don't actually enter the jeep. That's that's why it's all that's, that's why the editing is so confused. I had the same thing of like when did they get into a car and that I had to actually go back and go okay. They, there is a car, but it's like for some reason a couple of hundred meters away from where they're standing. Like there's there's no reason why it should be parked where it is. But uh, I think structurally there's some weird stuff in this movie. You don't um, say. You don't say. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm going to jump right to the right to close to the end where that one of the scientists is uh, is going to help them uh, sabotage some stuff. I think. Um, he, yeah, I could never figure out whether he was a good guy or a bad guy. No, he was part of Clean Space. Then what was he doing? He, well, see, because that was the thing, right? So, and so what stopped him? <laughs> Nothing stopped him. He's still alive at the end of the movie, tinkering with the machinery. Well, and this is the this is actually the real crux of the whole movie. If you break it down, so clean so Clean Space leaves. The president shoots the the head of Clean Space. So then, you know, his second in command or whatever, or fourth in command, his scientist of Clean Space comes and is just like, "Oh, you and you must you must destroy it. You must avenge us. You must destroy it." And so then he goes and destroys the actual like the president's you know or the general's um, you know control over it. And so if you look at it like that, we actually don't need the Panther Squad in this movie whatsoever. Because <laughs> the, the scientist guy, he does something at a, at a machine that looks like it's a thing. And then they, they show the outside of the building and there's all this electricity coming off of it. And then they cut to uh, uh, the drunken control guy. Their drunken, their drunken contact who steps out of his car and he looks up and then it shows the building without electricity coming out. And I watched that scene three times trying to figure out what in the hell just happened. <laughs> he, he just ruined, he just ruined the, you know, the general's control over, over the spaceship. And, you know, the, the, now he that seemed I, to draw, he seemed to draw information from seeing the building with a little electricity and then seeing it not. That I could not draw. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, because you're not a spy. That's as far as you know. That's true. That is... uh, <laughs> I, Would you tell I, us if you are? Well, I don't think. I mean, technically, I'm not allowed. I guess like, single. If, if one were to be a spy, well, you are allowed if you're not a double agent. <laughs> well, you're obviously it's a not, very it's deep. It's not like cover. in the movies where I, if you say like, "Are you a cop?" The guy has magic. That, that there's a. It's like magic words, and the guy has to tell you if he's a cop. Um, That's true. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I don't know what you're wearing right now. I, sh you know, because in the movies you can always tell if somebody's a cop. I mean, look at Stone Cold, right? I'm and right. so. 
<laughs> and a red carnation. Uh, Pink and lacy, isn't it? So 77 minutes. The first three minutes, three solid minutes of this is the opening credits and footage of some of the Panther squad who are never given names doing target practice. <laughs> True. What an opening. And then we have a Simple couple Danning of Simple Danning wasn't one of them either, was she? Simple Danning was not one of them. Yes, that's correct. Uh, the Panther Squad then doesn't appear for like an hour on the <laughs> seven-minute movie. <laughs> Roughly 45, 50 minutes, something like that. More than halfway through the film before we actually... But those girls can put on eye patches in that scene. You betcha. <laughs> yeah, well, how does that improve your your aim? Or is it just supposed to be more of a challenge if you have no depth perception? What's well, no, no, it's, it's because the thing is, is that when you're when you're aiming, like it's usually you'd want to close one eye while you aim and just use your one eye so that you're not getting like, you know, too. Yeah, because you're you're trying to look down the you're trying to look down the barrel and yeah. line up uh, sight. It can't be that has to be aligned with one eye. But the problem is, is that that's a ridiculous method of training somebody who's going to be out <laughs> in the field where you're that's not right. going to suddenly slap on an eye patch the well, second could. that you There's enter a firefight. It, but this just doesn't show up again. But you know, on the set, on the other hand, is that they so rarely enter into an actual firefight <laughs> that it really shouldn't matter in the first place. You know, on the uh, move me up to a ten because I just realized that there's so much wrong with this movie that I can't I can't explain <laughs> any of it. No. I. And then, so then we have some of the establishing background. We're starting to get a bit of the story. We got what clean space is all about. We've got what noon is all about. And then we have four solid minutes of people talking on phones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> None of whom will be central characters of this film. And, uh, one of them is the guy that, you know, he seems to be the head honcho and he's, uh, he's in an office. It's a pr- pretty sizable room with the fakest city skyline oh, out yes. his, at his, window, at his uh, balcony that I've ever seen. It actually looks from like the cityscape that's at the, the in the credit sequence of trauma f- movies. Yeah. Uh, it's like, this ridiculously fake looking. Yeah. Like, for no reason either. And I uh, guess the no reason part. Uh, th- there's a point where one of the one of these dudes, one of the many several dudes, phones uh, the, the na- phones NASA and uh, it's it's just a room with a bunch of big computer terminals at it, so I assume it's NASA, and uh, and he tells them that they they have to adjust their their uh, their trajectory, and the guy says, well, if I adjust the trajectory, I have to adjust the orbit, which isn't a thing, um, and, <laughs> and then he says, well I, need, well, I need you to do it anyway, so he hangs up the phone and he tells the other guy, I need you to change the change the trajectory, and he says, we shouldn't do that. He says, well, you heard the man. Well, no, he didn't. We were on the phone. I know. I had that down because the line that they use is is absolutely priceless because I was considering it for my memorable moments because it's wonderful. This whole idea. You heard what the man said. No, of course he didn't. You not understand how phones operate? I don't. (laughs) So, I. That being among the many, many things I cannot explain in this film, uh, nine for me. Memorable moments. 
Oh, you know, the the thing about this is that, and and the fact is, is that that first 20 minutes was, that I watched originally, was more than enough to, to make me want to watch this. And what I'll never actually forget is clean space breaking in over the stock footage with this really terrible, like, clean space logo and just just how really cheesy and terrible that opening is in that i mean what is that opening like 10 minutes worth of worth of time overall where it's basically a dude in a room and that's about it the rest is stock footage for the most part i mean you mean that dude the press conference dude who uh, <laughs> yes. he has like a sheet of paper he's got a, he's got a he doesn't even have a podium it looks like a box with a with a cloth over it and uh and and the he's got a series of stars on a that look like they look like a flag but it's not too hard to tell that they're painted onto the wall <laughs> and poorly. Uh, and then he just, yeah, he reads from like loose leaf paper. Yes. I mean, it's like those kind of things. I mean, just from having seen, seen them a little bit, it's, it's amazing. Obviously Sybil Danning in that outfit is amazing. And I think she will be a memorable moment for most of these movies. But, um, uh, you know, I, I think that it's one of those cases where there's a lot of Panther Squad that will get jumbled up if anybody mentions Panther Squad. It'll just be kind of like this like big rush of words that would come out of my mouth that may be different each and every time, much like this movie. I'll give it a six. Wow, you went high. I am not going high on this one. Um, it had a movie called Panther Squad starring uh, six sexy women with guns, this should be tattooed on my brain. This is the movies kind of movies I should like. Unfortunately, it's shot so poorly, edited so poorly. And this, since the story makes no dent in my head whatsoever, I have to go low. The best I can say about this movie as far as memorability is that I really like Andy Sedaris films. And because this is sort of marketed like one and it gives you none of what those films promise. Those no films will give no you real nudity. good action. You are guaranteed nudity in Andy Sedaris. Yes. You, yes. Yeah. In the first five <laughs> minutes. So yeah, I'm uh, i I'm only going as high as a three. Yeah, I'm not even going that high. I got a two. The only thing memorable about this is that outfit. Everything else that that you mentioned, I think, could be qualify under WTF, under uh, more so than memorable moment. Memorable moments are things that are cool that will stick with you. There's nothing cool about this. That's oh, part of its charm. Oh, come on! <laughs> I love That's part of stock its charm, footage. Is amazing. Okay, all right, but I won't remember stock footage. The reason why is the reason it's called stock footage. Uh, I, I remember that outfit. It's a it's a great outfit. Uh, you know, it puts the two central characters of the movie front and center. That outfit does. Hell, but, I think that outfit is used in one of the Andy Zadaris films. Now that I think about it, it probably <laughs> is. God, I have to watch Mountain Dew Express again. Yeah, yeah, it's an excuse to do that. I'll give you that for sure. Yeah, so I'm only giving it a two. Uh, this is it's it's weak in this. You know, that's what happens when you don't have enough money to even have an explosion. I, uh, I think it won't be the narrative. It'll be the pieces that that uh, I will remember. Uh, but uh, I, I, it is one of those many that uh, that the what the fucks uh, 
you know, off balance, uh, the memorable. So, uh, I'll split the difference for, for me. Crazy concept. Uh, what, what's crazy about this is just that it makes no sense whatsoever, but I think the concept itself, I mean, okay, so, so clean, keeping outer space clean because you've, made a mess of the world that's that's a weird concept but um but i think overall like the idea of like a woman panther squad going after a terrorist organization you know kind of a super secret spy thing going on like all these things are terribly typical of the 80s but the the thing that is crazy is just the fact that it makes no sense in and of itself within that structure but you know, I can't give it too high a score. I'll go four. Um, yeah, um, I've, I was actually going to go even lower than that until you mentioned the space stuff again. I went, yeah, that's sort of part of the concept, is it? God damn it. Because um, when, I mean, the Panther Squad, I mean, we, we got sexy women going to kick ass. That That's a whole genre to itself. And that's what this movie should have been. And for the majority it was, but then you add in oh, we got Noon launching space stuff, and we actually go to space for a second, and there's a laser gun at the end. So that bumps it from, I was going to go with a two, all the way up to a four. Yeah, a group of hot chicks uh, kicking ass is like an 80s direct-to-video, <laughs> you know, concept that was done a billion times. Um, and he's so, a based entire career off. Yeah, exactly. And, and <laughs> he's not the only one. God but we could have we could have chosen that one Amazon Warriors or whatever it was called that would have been the same thing too. That w- that didn't get picked for this season. You know, it was. It's not even. It's like there's at least three or four films of Sybil Danning alone that could fit under this. Um, so so for that it's a minus two. But then I take everything else and everything else is a ten. The space stuff, the fact that it has the content. It's a movie with these hot chicks that has content level about what you'd see in a made-for-TV movie as far as violence and sex and everything is concerned. <laughs> and just, like, the overall, like, just all of it. it, it the, 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 the science fiction thrown in, all that stuff is a 10. So minus two for the generic overall concept, but the concept within the concept is strong. So an overall eight. Yeah, it's funny because when you think about it, it's just like, now that I think about the pitch, like, yeah, okay, so we want to make an action film, but we don't want to put any action. Okay, you've got lots of women. How about nudity? Well, no, we don't want to put any nudity. Okay, explosions. There must be explosions. No, no, we don't have the budget for that. Okay, what do you have? Well, we, we have a laser beam that doesn't actually shoot anything out of it or, or it has a quick laser beam that, that then makes a Jeep disappear. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, okay. That's exactly it though. I mean, it's, it's all a 10 except for the generic <laughs> overall concept. I think it's, I mean, when you separate out the, the heroes of the piece from the plot, I think you end up with some different math because uh, I mean, James Bond would be the archetype of, you know, someone fighting this kind of organization. Uh, James Bond is a, is a one as far as crazy concept goes. Uh, if you put this plot in a James Bond movie, it would be insane. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this, this is like 
like all of the weirdest parts of Moonraker and World is Not Enough at the same time, <laughs> um, <laughs> which are which are about a seven. As far as yeah, that's as far as that's actually true. That's a good point. <laughs> Moonraker might be an eight or nine. Uh, I'm only going to go to a six, but I think that there's uh, I think it's the central plot is what is all the weirdness for me. Uh, that's basically what I said. Central plot Sorry. minus two. So, yeah, eight. So you scored it an eight is what you're saying. Uh, more or less. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in, less. In, that, in that ballpark. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, being a blessed 77 minutes, uh, we give a bonus for being uh, under 80. So it gets a plus one for that. Bringing its final total to a respectable 64 out of 100 which puts it right behind Fatal Deviation and right ahead of One Down, Two to Go, which I honestly do not remember what that is. <laughs> oh, that's the one that had... Uh, the black exploitation. Yeah, in this mustache season, it was on Tubi, and it was like... <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, and all me to remember at night and nothing was lit. That's starring right. black guys that you can see. Yeah, <laughs> ask me anything else about the movie, like what the hell the rest of the movie was about. Yeah. Forget it. No, I'm done. Uh, but all those mustaches. I mean, it had so many. <laughs> it had so many. Oh yes, that's right. That's the one with like the the, the all star mustache, right? Yeah. All right. Uh, glad, glad we had a moment to talk about that. <laughs> right. It's good to, to remind ourselves of things that we've forgotten. Yeah, I mean, it puts it in uh, – that that means it's in it's in about the top half of the octagon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it I might hope, be the half. Point. I hope not for memorable moments now, though. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean this film at oh. 64 is, in the, is about exactly the halfway point on the octagon. All right. Fair enough, fair enough. Yes, no, I mean this is this is a silly movie and uh, and I enjoyed watching it. So really that that's what matters. Actually, this and uh, one down, two to go would have been like a really long double feature. <laughs> like, how can anything be long when this is 73 minutes? Uh, yeah, I wasn't going to ask about that. I was kind of just trying to yeah. think. But uh, all right. Uh, so let's do some business now. It's exciting business. Oh, we we have uh, we have an exciting announcement that uh, half of our hosts do not even know about. <laughs> this is so new, this is so fresh. Uh, we have launched a Patreon, uh, Cult Film Showdown. Uh, just search Patreon for Cult Film Showdown, Patreon.com/slash Cult Film Showdown, whichever way you like to arrive at website. <laughs> <laughs> All of those will work. I don't know how much you know about the internet. Uh, we are uh, we're just setting it up now, so I'll, we're hope by the by the time you actually hear this, we will have many things uh, on here of how it's going to work and everything. But basically, uh, we're setting it up so that uh, you can help us keep this thing running, keep the wheels on, the lights uh, on, and the movies playing. That's that's all. <laughs> that's, oh yeah, I like I like that. Yeah. All right, we are also on Instagram at Cult Film Showdown. Uh, we are also. On, uh, we're sponsored by wetalkpodcast.com. They have a Twitter, they have a Facebook, and we're on YouTube at Cult Film Showdown. Awesome. And next movie, we are going to be talking about Sybil Danning, sort of, in Hercules. <laughs> but, uh, that's. What are the, uh, Patreon, so what are the awards? That's, when you talk about Patreon, you have to give them the awards so they know what they're getting. <laughs> Literally set this up two hours ago. So we're gonna, oh. we'll have. <laughs> 
by the time you hear this. Usually you would say what is in the Patreon so that they can go, you get this content early or you get this. But well, it'll be something gonna, cool by the time you're said and done. Is what you're yeah, saying? We're absolutely. By the time something. by the time we have the season out, then there will be there will be much cool stuff added. But yes, Hercules is coming up next as we carry on with our sibilance season. So I don't think I have anything more to say. Does anybody else? Sibilance, sibilance. Yes. All right. So for Jim and for Jack and for Nick, I am your host, Eighth Dan Stanadu, and thanks for listening. The cult film showdown. Our aim is clean space. We are an anti-pollution commander. If you don't cancel your poisonous space program, your astronaut will remain spinning up there forever. Sybil Danning is the Panther. Frank is Jack Taylor. Uh, you here for the sound on the phone? No, I'm here for the action. Wrong game. I play football. Oh, you do? What position? What else? Kicker. Danning is the Panther, and... This is the Panther Squad. And this is Frank, our man in Guasora. Claims he works for the console. Say hello to Frank. Hello to Frank! Like James Bond, if you fear Rambo, you'll love those exciting Panther Girls. There is nothing and no one to stop me now. You better make friends with them, those girls of the Panther Squad. Right here, soon. <laughs>